0: Welcome to Continued, part of the teaching ministry here at Third Baptist Church. My name is Keith. I'm one of the pastors here, and our aim in this time is to dig deeper from the sermon on Sunday morning, digging deeper into the text, uh, into exegetical issues, historical issues, contextual issues, whatever issues come up that we feel ought to be chased down a little bit further. My name is Adam. I'm also one of the pastor's
1: And Keith and I are going to be having this conversation, so welcome to Continued.
0: about what she would say she she wouldn't continue to draw attention on herself she would probably and this is putting words in her mouth you know this is this is extra biblical here you know (laughs) but she would probably turn the tables and say but but how is god using you he's looked down with favor upon you and you say well i don't really feel that way well do you know god do you have his word in your hands are you a part of a fellowship of believers that that love you and you love them and you grow in the lord together yes God has looked down with favor upon you. Welcome to Continued.
1: Uh, As we continue our Christmas series, uh, looking at Luke chapter 1 and chapter 2, really zooming in on Mary. uh, We are discussing her response to this amazing event that that she's just become aware of in chapter 1. We talked about the angel's birth announcement. And, and now we're going to be looking at Mary's response, what we call the magnificant, which is really just a, a Latin word for the first line in, in Luke chapter 1 verse 46 says, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, or my soul magnifies the
0: Lord. That's where we get the word magnificant. You know, when you think about Mary, um, really across denominations, across uh, divides even in uh, Christendom, across all, you know, Christian belief. Um, th- there's, there's, there's one word that comes to mind um, when, you, when you think about her, and that's the word blessed. Um, and the reason is because it, it comes up in Luke chapter 1 and 2 often. Um, you know, the angel Gabriel comes to her and says, you are highly favored, you are blessed by God. Um, Elizabeth says, "says uh, you know, blessed are you, Mary, uh, who's believe what the Lord has said would take in place in her." And then she says of herself, "All generations will call me blessed." So, you know, there are um, uh, there are denominations that that hold her too high. Um, you know, Mary, the blessed one. But we, as ones who don't worship Mary, even we would certainly agree that she is is, is absolutely blessed. And she knows herself that she's blessed. Why is she blessed? is because she's the mother of the Messiah. Yeah.
1: You know, um, just thinking about that word, some denominations will call her the blessed virgin. And, uh, you know, I have a, a funny little story. I moved to West Tennessee and... And I'm always reminded of this when I think about this this word blessed. And when we talk about Mary, it always comes up. And and I moved to West Tennessee and there's this river there. And and if you just look at the spelling, it looks like Forked Deer River. And and so in one of my sermons, I was, I talk about this, this river coming through, the forked deer, and I almost got laughed out of the room. I was mocked incessantly because apparently I was showing that I was an outsider. It was not the forked deer, it was the forked deer, the Forked Deer River. It just flows off the tongue. tongue forked Deer River. Forked Deer. Wow. Yeah, and so <laughs> I was uh I was saying it incorrectly and so you you'll hear this the Blessed Virgin Mary is it the blessed or the blessed Virgin Mary? Well, you know, maybe just don't mock the people who say it differently than you.
0: Yeah, yeah and, I, and I'm, I'm thinking about when I read the scriptures, you know, whether I'm reading them out loud or reading them, you know, internally, I switch those pronunciations. <laughs> you know, if I'm reading the Beatitudes or if I'm reading Psalm 1, blessed is the man, um, you know, and, and, and Jesus says, blessed are the poor. Um, but then when I'm reading Mary talking about herself, surely all generations will call me blessed. I'm it's, not really sure why it's I, I make it exactly for, the same. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just it's just a, you know, a, a, an automatic, um, really subconscious contextual thing, I guess. Yeah. But blessed seems to be sort of higher language, doesn't it? It, it kind of does. Yeah. So, yeah. either way, we all recognize that Mary
1: was blessed or blessed yeah. uh, because God used her in such a great way. Let's look at the uh, the first few verses of Mary's song of praise. Uh, last week we talked about how she's modeling Hannah's song, and how how she has obviously immersed herself in Scripture. Even as a, a teenager, a young girl, she knew the old stories. She had she had read it, or she had been taught the story of Hannah because her prayer or her praise it really follows a very similar pattern to Hannah's, doesn't it?
0: It does, and, and it's not it's not exact quoting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it it's the it's the same language. It's the same emotion. The s- similar themes about God, who God is, flow out of her. So it's it's sort of this picture of the Word of God is in her and it's flowing out of her. You know, the uh, um, the Word of God comes out of her as she worships God, um, and, and and so for her, it, you know, we don't we don't necessarily know, but it seems to be sort of this natural outflow. Um, and and when we think about it, that would be the most appropriate way to worship God by quoting His Word uh, uh, that that is true about Himself, right?
1: And when when the pressure's on you, whatever is on the inside is going to come out. Yeah. When you are squeezed, what what is on the inside is is what is going to show through your your words, through your actions. And and we see that the pressure is really on Mary. She's in an, an intense moment. Everything in her life is changing and and yet she responds with a very scripture like song of praise yeah. so close to Hannah's song that we we infer we 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 just know that she's she's making reference to that
0: yeah yeah absolutely
1: but like you said it's not a direct quote it's not like she looked it up and this is just an academic exercise she's going
0: to you know quote it directly no it's just it's just Gushing out of yeah, her. yeah, and surely you know she she looked back on Hannah as as sort of a you know a matriarch of, of the faith, one one that would be modeled as a young woman looking at Hannah, man, a woman of faith. So she was probably very familiar with her story, uh, with her words, um, as as and, and then she sees herself. You know, as a, as a continuation of God's goodness to to uh, these women of the past, He's good to me too. <laughs> I'm I'm in I'm in the lineage. You know, of 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 Sarah and and Rebecca and and Hannah, and now God's used me. So, Keith, when
1: when Mary says, "My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior," what does that mean? How how does your soul proclaim something. I mean, I can't I can't just like say, "Oh, my soul did that," or yeah. or yeah, my spirit's going to com- proclaim this right now." Yeah. You know, w- what do you make of this language she's using?
0: Yeah. Um and, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about some songs we sing. I'm, I'm thinking the song, Bless the Lord, O my soul, O my soul, which is a, which is a psalm, right? Um, but, you know, we sing those words. Do we, do we understand what we're saying? Um, so what I would say from the outset is Mary says, my soul praises, my spirit rejoices. Like, like Adam, you said before, my soul magnifies the Lord. This is her whole being. This is her inner being flowing out of her. Um, her true self. This is no aid. This isn't a charade. This isn't her body going through some sort of motions. Her mouth just saying something that's separate from her heart. Um, this is this is her her inner her inner woman um, that 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 has that deep and abiding relationship with God um, that is flowing out of her. What she's saying is my my whole being, my true self, everything that I am is 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 worshiping you, God, is magnifying you.
1: And so it's finding expression verbally, but also if if we could have seen that moment, it would have been on the expression of her face. It would have been in the, the tone of her voice. It would have been every element is fully engaged in this magnifying of the
0: Lord, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And you know, it's, I think it's helpful for us to try to understand some historical context of, of Hebraic thinking, you know, how the Hebrews would think. Um, and they didn't separate mind, heart, soul, or body um, like, like, like later philosophy came along and did so. Even even some, you know, ancient Greek philosophy um, that sort okay, there's a difference between the, the material – there's a difference between the metaphysical, you know, the the spiritual. Um, there's even a difference between your mind and your heart. In 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 Hebrew thinking, the, the, there's no separation. So, you know, Mary, when she says, my soul magnifies, her whole being, her, her body's involved in it, her mind's involved in it. And, you know, we think about when Jesus says, or that he's asked, what's the... What's the greatest commandment? You should worship the Lord your God and love Him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. These are not categories. Okay, walk through. Once you've uh, all your heart, check all your mind, check all your strength, check. No, it wasn't that way. This was this was your whole. Be- this is what He's saying. Your whole being that you are organically connected. You can't separate these things. You are one being made in the image of God, and um, and your and your whole being worships.
1: We have the Western mindset and and Western thinking always tries to put things in categories and and draw distinctions rather than right. draw unity and and so yeah we we tend to tend to think of mind body and spirit being three separate things they may work together but they are separate in yeah. a way and that probably is not on Mary's mind she's she's not she's not even working with those categories when she says my soul proclaims the greatness of the lord she's not just somehow talking about
0: one aspect of her. Right. It is everything. Right. Which by the way, just a little side note, we talked the very first podcast we talked about was this issue of Jesus redeeming all of creation. Um, which again, western, you know, greek philosophy infiltrated christian theology and all of a sudden we're just interested in the spiritual you know, heaven is a place in the clouds that our spirit will spin forever with God that's, that's absent from the, the evil physical material, right? Heaven is the departure from the physical, and that's just that's not the case. Um, it's, it's, not, it's certainly not the way the Hebrews would have thought, um, and it's not the way we ought to think as well. Um, there, there's, there is no separation of those things. You know, you know um, soul and body are, are one um, organic union, You know, she is having an emotional
1: response as well as a spiritual response. She's worshiping the Lord. Uh, But I I think it's really interesting to see how Mary's praise, her emotional perspective, it, it is captured and it is important. You get the first couple lines of the Magnificat. We get Mary's perspective, which is informative, and we need to model that. But notice how you read through these verses, and her perspective, her emotions are not the primary feature. She quickly moves on from how she feels, and the majority of this text is
0: about who God is. Interestingly, she says, God, my Savior. Um, and, and again, um, you know, what we talked about last week, sort of continuing this theme of Mary's normalcy, normalness, um, she's very aware that she needs a savior. You know, as we've said, she's a godly, godly woman. So we never we don't want to, you know, harp on her normalcy so much as to say, well, oh, Mary, Mary was a you know, she she was a worthless instrument. You know, God used the worst of these. No, no, no. That's not what we're saying. We're not she, you know, God didn't use the worst of these. He he used one that's just that's not significant. She's a normal woman, but she was certainly a God-fearing woman. And she knew that she needed a savior. She she was with sin. You know, she 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 knew that she had transgressed God's law. Um, she knew God's word, and she knew that she didn't uh, match up to it. So she is calling upon God, who is who her savior. She is a sinner in need of a savior. Yeah, and and he is the main
1: character of this song of praise. Uh, I just counted up and read through. Briefly, and I counted up fourteen pronouns of he or his, where Mary is referring to God, and and yet only two, uh, I think maybe three, um, me or my's. Mary is is making sure the focus is clear. It is not on her. If if we could talk to Mary today, she would be pointing to the, the plan of God the Father fulfilled in Jesus Christ, in the power of the Spirit, she would not be saying, look at me, I'm blessed in all generations.
0: She would be pointing to the Father, giving him all the glory. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And And what does she mean by... Surely all generations will call me blessed. First of all, she's right about that. You know, <laughs> she is. It was, it was prophetic. This is not um, a prideful statement. Yeah. No, it's true. It's a factual statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she recognizes that. Yeah. So what does that mean for her? It means that all generations will look at me as one who God looked down with unmerited favor. Not one that they'll look back at me and think, what an amazing woman that God chose. God was lucky to have found her, wasn't he? No, no, that's not what she's saying. She's saying, they will look back at me and say, what what an what a god who used an instrument like mary blessed is she blessed is she um <laughs> to be used by god in such such this way um and again i think you know when we think about what she would say she she wouldn't continue to draw attention on herself she would probably and this is putting words in her mouth you know this is this is extra biblical here you know <laughs> but she would probably turn the tables and say but but how is god using you you know god uh, has chosen to use you. He's looked down with favor upon you. And you say, well, I don't really feel that way. Well, do you know God? Um, do you know Christ Jesus, your Lord? Do you have his word in your hands? Are you a part of a fellowship of, of, of believers that, that love you and you love them and you grow in the Lord together? Yes. God has looked down with favor upon you. He has, and he wants to use you um, to to expand uh, his glory and his kingdom. The just a, a lesson we we can never outgrow from the life
1: of Mary is 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 not about her ability, but her availability. And and she expresses that even when the angel is talking to her, she says, "Let it be done to me. I'm your servant." Mm-hmm. Um, she's available and she's obedient, and and that is the key. Um, it's not about what ability you bring to the table, but are you ready to be obedient to what God wants to do
0: through you? Yeah, that's right. And you know, Adam, I was thinking, this just came to my mind um, when we were thinking about, you know, Mary um, needing a Savior, Mary being obedient, Mary being faithful, but her not being in a class of her own. It uh, reminds me of, of uh, Simeon's prophetic praise in Luke chapter 2. After uh, Mary and Joseph present Jesus on the eighth day, uh, it says uh, there was a man in Jerusalem in, in verse 25 whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to Israel's consolation, and the Holy Spirit was uh, was on him. And so so he sees Je- the Holy Spirit had told him. Uh, this is this is me giving commentary. Holy Spirit has told him that he will before he dies he will see the Messiah. Verse 29, now, master, this is Simeon talking. You can dismiss your servant in peace as you promised. For my eyes have seen your salvation. You have prepared it in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and a glory to your people Israel. And then listen to this. His father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and told his mother Mary, indeed, this child is destined to cause the fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed. And listen to this, and a sword will pierce your own soul that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. He, he, Simeon's clear. He looks at Mary, maybe Joseph as well. He, you know, the rise and fall of many in Israel. And by the way, the mother of this Messiah, a, a, a sword will pierce your own soul as well. Um, so, so Mary is in need of the saving grace of her son, um, who is God's son right um Simeon's clear Mary you're not in a class uh, of your own you you you're not you're not in holiness without need of a savior no 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 you, this this dear son in your arms you will also have to make a decision to repent and believe in him interesting
1: yeah you know thinking about Simeon and others as we read these stories you know everybody has their role to play and Simeon was overjoyed when he got to see the Messiah. And he recognized even as a baby, this is the Messiah. And and it was the fulfillment of his life for that brief moment. And he knew this, God had promised this to him and here it was. And I think we, we need to recognize our role in the story and embrace it fully. I'm also thinking of Elizabeth. You know, she was past childbearing years, but God's role for her was not done. And, and she's pregnant with with John, and Elizabeth is a major source of encouragement for Mary as Mary gets her news. So so whatever our role is in the story, just like Mary, Mary embraced her role, not pridefully but obediently. I- Elizabeth embraced her role. Simeon embraced her role. How are you embracing your role in God's plan for redemption?
0: hmm Mm-hmm. That's good. That reminds me of, uh, of a quote by one of my seminary professors. Um, he, he, you know, just simply straightforward, he said this, "'Our job is to tell the world about Jesus, whether or not our names are included in the story.'" Uh, that's 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 simple, but it's profound when you think about it. We, we we have a job, and it's not up to us whether our names are recorded in the history books. You know, yeah. uh, the story itself. Um, but our job is to proclaim Jesus, and, uh, and and we and we see you know we see Mary, we see Elizabeth, whose names were recorded. In the scriptures, but they would look back and say, "Like, like we've been saying, hey, it's 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 about him. It's about him. Ble- you know, I'm blessed that that he used me, that my name's in the in the inerrant Word of God. But it's it's about it's about him and his glory. You know, we've been we've been talking about the 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 favor um, upon Mary, the 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 blessed nature of God choosing her, his his sovereign choice. He looked down upon her with favor, chose her." Um, But in connection with this is also her godliness and obedience. You know, once again, we're back to the separation of categories. Um, You know, we we often you know in 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 Western Christian theology we've tried to we've tried to okay put election in a category, put justification in a category put uh, uh, sanctification in a category, put glorification in a category, and then before all those, put predestination, you know, in a category and say, let's, let's see if we can figure out all of these things in the mind of God. He, which step is first? What's he doing next? And, and I just think that um, it may be fun for us to try to figure out the mind of God, um, but, in, but w- w- first of all, we'll never figure it out. And second, have we, have we done too much separating? In Mary's life, we see these things wrapped up into one. Does does God show unmerited favor upon her? In other words, did she earn the grace um, in order for God to choose her? No. We see the unmerited grace, the unmerited care upon her, the unmerited blessing. But having said that, we see a godly woman. We also see a woman who obeys and who is faithful, and, Mary, and and Elizabeth actually says to Mary in verse 45 of chapter 1, she says, "'Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill what he has spoken to her.'" So not only is Mary blessed initially, but Elizabeth says, "'Blessed are you further then because you have believed what he said, because you've had faith.'" Um, and then Mary, you know, she says, "Surely all generations will call me blessed." Furthermore, in verse fifty, she says, "His mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear him." So we do see this this, this connection between favor and bless and blessedness, but also faith and obedience. But we want to be we want to be clear, you know, uh, um, um, Christian theology systematic theology is not unhelpful; it's helpful um, in order for us to say, okay like his his calling and his and his favor are first you know uh and then obedience comes after but but these two things ought not to be separated yeah they work all together in yeah. fact
1: as you were talking it reminds me of of maybe the most helpful verse that as paul is writing in the ephesians to understand grace and and faith and how it's working together in our salvation but also in all of life and that's ephesians 2 8 through 10. um, We might be just familiar with verse 8 and 9, but verse 10 is part of this. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God. So there we see the grace side, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. But listen to verse 10, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. And we see this in the life of Mary. She she is embracing this and walking in the good works that God has prepared for her. And, and we have to do this too. Yes, it is the grace of God, it is the favor of God, and it is us walking in
0: obedience in that. We are His workmanship. Mm-hmm. I, I love that word. You know, if you do a word study on it, um, it, it is sort of this masterpiece. I think some other translations have have translated it masterpiece. Um, we're, we're God's masterpiece, and a masterpiece workmanship is 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 art. You know, we 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 are we are God's art, and um, and he and he's and he's doing all these things in and through us. Um, and we are being built up together um, as his bride, as his body, as his church, but as individuals as well, our own personal stories, all up into this, into this, this, this grand story that will give him glory alone um, and not us. We are, we are his, we're his art. We're strokes of paint on the paper. Uh, we're the poem you know that he wrote. Um, glory doesn't go to the words themselves, but to the poet, right? To the, to the artist. Whether you say blessed or blessed, we are
1: in this story. We are in God's plan, and God is, God is amazing. And, and the fact that we are participants and
0: used in this process, we are truly blessed. Yes, we are blessed just as Mary was blessed, not in the same way she was blessed, but nor was she blessed in the same way that you are or that I am, or that we are together today in 2019, heading into 2020, a unique time and a unique place and a unique part of history that God wants to do something very specific and unique through us. Surely all generations will call us blessed. You know, when when we're, when we're all together, you know, and we're looking when we you know made new in the new heavens and new earth with 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 Jesus, our Savior, when our bodies are made like Him, when we look back on what God did through history, surely all generations will call all generations blessed. You know, or will they say blessed? <laughs> <laughs>